Howdy, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Clefefe live version, live Friday version on Unsafe Space. Uh, today is what? I don't know. December 20th, 2019. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by Batman Pajama in a hat, which is less festive than you see my hat. I love it. <laughs> Where'd you get that? It's a tiny hat. I asked uh, my wife to picked me up a Santa hat while she was out. And because she <clears throat> grew up in China, she wasn't exactly clear on what, <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. So, Are you joking? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so here we are. <laughs> so I'm wearing it anyway. It's good. <laughs> I like your Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> uh, this it is, is the my, tidiest hat ever. <laughs> I'm also wearing my Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Santa hat is actually just as much of a Santa hat as mine. Yours is, at least, uh, and covers your head. <clears throat> I'm a Christmas unicorn. I think I would have to throw, I would have to put the, now I'm a Christmas unicorn. Uh, oh, I should have so. worn my tiny elf hat. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. That's because we're we, not doing another one until after Christmas, right? Kind of. I mean, you and I haven't talked. We have we so okay. Here, I will just we'll have a conversation in front of the audience. Carrie and I want to do a Christmas special. We've just been too busy to do a Christmas special of any kind. If we happen to have some time that we can, we'll do a Christmas special at some point. But we are definitely taking next week off, um, with the exception of if we ever, you know, if we somehow decide we have time for a Christmas special. But. Um, yeah, I wanted to do a Christmas special with you too. This year just got it got was it ran away from us. Um, I think. And last year it was easier because we weren't doing daily kofefi. So yeah, we weren't doing um, daily last year. Yeah, I have to take this hat off. I'm sorry. You should leave it on. Just put it in the okay. normal position. Okay, I'll put it up here. <laughs> <sighs> I see. <sighs> well, uh, well, I had tech problems, which you know when you're having a bad sometimes you're just having a bad day that is part of a bad week that's part of a bad year okay <laughs> <I'm> kidding <laughs> i hear you i hear you Carrie. <laughs> this is this is uh i i let me take that back this has been a great year in so many ways it has been the past few weeks have been especially tough for both of us independently yes the and then when we come together it's tough because we're both in bad moods it's not good yeah, so uh, today was just like the tech issues. I had to, I, Safari wouldn't work. I had to download Zoom again to use it. I'm in Chrome now. like, And it just seemed like the, you know, when it's something small, it's not that big of a deal. It's like Safari won't open, but right. you're already, you may not know this because I don't know if you get this emotional card or I've never seen you this, but you just get really <laughs> emotional and then you want to weep. <laughs> like I, Safari no. won't open. <laughs> I, I actually have a, I, I think that would be a healthier response. I, I'll just get like insanely angry, like insanely frustrated and angry if it, if it gets that way. And I'm just like, I have, in fact, um, I have a keyboard. I won't show you sitting in the corner over here in the office only to remind me not to go apeshit angry at technology because I, I literally twisted it and smashed it up. I was so angry once <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's too much. I'm going to put that up. So I remember don't do that. That was a dumb thing to do, breaking your own equipment. Um, so, yeah. Hey, several people in the chat say that my volume is too low. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how to turn your volume up. 
Uh, that's that's one of the crappy things about Zoom. I have no control over your volume. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, but if you reinstalled the app, remember there's the automatically adjust volume thing and all that. You can go play with okay. that. Play with that. Maybe it will make it that. better. Hold on. Um, I'll, try. I'll try, guys. You <clears throat> tell me if it works. All right. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I'm very I happy reach- to join all of you in chat. Although <laughs> about ten minutes ago, I felt like this. I was crying to Carter, like I can't do this today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but they love you. They're mocking you in chat. They love you. They're waiting. <laughs> I know. I know. It's one of those things. So maybe though, this will cheer you up, Carrie. Okay. Um, testing. Is this better, guys? Oh, testing. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Cool. That's way better. Uh, cool. Okay. You ready for some cheering up? Yeah. This doesn't even come from me. So one of my favorite things on Fridays are people can suggest stuff. And Alan Conrad just suggested this. And I quickly watched this video. So the problem here, Carrie, I'm just going to say I'm going to own any problems you're having because it it, it means I'm a bad leader. I'm not inclusive enough. So there's an app to fix me. So uh, Alan showed this is the Lead Inclusively app (laughs) that you can... What? You can download now. Hold on. It's it's very exciting. Don't knock it. I mean, it's it's great. Here we go. Let's watch a little thing wait, wait. about it. Well, before you watch it, you know what your <laughs> other problem is, according to Obama, is that you're oh. a man because Obama has just oh. said that women make better leaders. So that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay, let's um, watch this inclusive. And I'm white, so I'm you know, my fate is sealed. But here we go. So uh so this uses AI because you know. <laughs> Well, okay. As as someone who's in the startup world advising startups for a while, I need to tell you exactly what's going on with this because I can see through it. Some some ridiculous social justice warriors have a dumb idea for an app. They convinced some Silicon Valley people who actually know how to pitch investors and like make things sound better to help them on their app, probably out of you know this white guilt Silicon Valley crap that goes on. So they said, okay, well, let's throw some things. We're going we're gonna to throw the term AI in because that's cool. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to, you have to sell this as if it actually helps your bottom line of your business. So you'll hear them talk in this thing about like, this helps the bottom line, but there's no, it does, there's no like description of how it might help the bottom line. It just, they just claim that it helps the bottom line. And it's just a bunch of social justice gobbledygook dressed up uh, in app form. So here we go. Ready? Uh, okay. Eradicates biases, breaks old habits, reinforces inclusive behaviors. Here we go. Hopefully people can hear this. So behaviors in real time. Can everyone hear it? Let's look at an example of the functionality that the Inclusion Virtual Coach app provides. Once leaders <laughs> download great, right? the Inclusion app on their personal devices, <sighs> Here's the user example. will then select a focus area of inclusive behaviors they wish to reinforce. <laughs> In this I'm example, sorry. the user has decided to focus on <laughs> inclusive meetings. After selecting a focus, the user will receive learning content I, this around was some high school kids like senior where project, inclusion can be used as a lever for improving interactions and driving business results. 
when is your next team meeting example, it doesn't even integrate with your calendar so that's good then now they're going to remind you they're going to nag you during your meeting these suggestions are reinforced <laughs> through occasional calendar reminders and automatic <laughs> notifications <laughs> for example 10 minutes before a meeting the inclusion app may provide a notification like remember to keep your body language open and friendly during the meeting or remember to get input from the quieter this makes me think you can't handle um, this. Uh, no, the FedEx guy's here. It's Christmas and he's making deliveries down the street. Sorry. Uh, keep playing. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself. I have I just had a comment. I can make it at the end. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. In the room. Later that same afternoon, the leader may receive an opportunity to reflect on key inclusive behaviors and understand oh, the application really? of these behaviors within his or her average workday. As the leader is seamlessly progressing through the simple to digest weekly campaigns of inclusion behaviors, their progress is being tracked automatically by the inclusion app. They have now interacted with the they app score and applied you. It's like uh, multiple it's times China's social credit score with no disruption of their regular <laughs> social justice. With an extensive library of just I, I think we can stop. I think this is enough. I mean, I, I was know. just gonna say it made me think of another app that we should develop uh we should develop an a continual consent app that <laughs> <laughs> for like sexual situations where yes. it's like it just constantly is like i consent i consent and it just sends you notifications like check in again <laughs> with your partner <laughs> it's been two minutes <laughs> oh i see oh the opposite so one that's just like yeah right. um, yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> This this is this is where we are. Silicon Valley, just so you, I mean, I've said this before, but we have a lot of new listeners. Uh, I spent 20 years in Silicon Valley. Uh, Silicon Valley is dead. Like anything good about Silicon Valley is dead. It died a long time ago. It's a bunch of virtue signaling social justice warriors hanging out in the desert doing ayahuasca, thinking that they're, you know, they're having epiphanies about, you know, equity and inclusion and making crap like this, investing in stupid stuff, propping up prices, convincing larger investors to buy stuff that's unprofitable and crap all the way up through public markets, convincing people to take it public and then dumping crap on the public markets that's actually useless. In fact, Carrie, um, I mentioned this the other day and I said it on a whim to my wife in the car, but as I've been thinking about it, I, I'm going to stand by this. I, I am not a Luddite, so I, am a, I just want to cl be clear. I'm a cryptographer. I love technology. I've spent my life in technology. I'm not a Luddite. However, Silicon Valley was better 10 years ago. My life was better 10 years ago. The technology that we have that's more convenient, like my phone is better and I, can, I don't have to print out maps from MapQuest, I would gladly go back to technology from 10 or 15 years ago, if we didn't have the radical censorship and all this kind of crap that Silicon Valley is doing now. That's I know good. someone called me a boomer. Oh, That's I'm a not bold. a lady or a boomer. Oh, I see. That's a bold statement, but I understand. Well, I, I really uh, can't think I, of anything in my daily life that's so much better that I, I wouldn't give it up. So I, I, um, I want to send you this article. We should talk about this later. Not today because you haven't read it yet, but it was a great piece. I saw Jeffrey Tucker from Fee posted about dishwashers and how dishwashers used to be very wonderful and they actually washed dishes and they used about 12 gallons of water per load and 
they you know made life easier and now because of government regulations they they try to get the same dish amount of dishes washed with three gallons of water which is impossible <laughs> and they take a lot longer and so they're actually spending a lot more energy it's 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 counterproductive to the very stated goals of, of all the energy saving things that that uh, laws that they've enacted right so yep. uh, i just thought that was an interesting sort of like these technologies it makes our life better and then it's like well let's restrict it so that it yes. doesn't actually work anymore and also you're creating more waste because you have to replace things remember back when appliances worked and you didn't yeah have but to now they don't last every yeah like you yeah. used to get a vacuum cleaner, I feel like, and you would have it for two decades. And now, you I, get yeah, a vacuum. I feel like my grandmother's vacuum cleaner was from the 1920s and she just yes. like kept using it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It had like vacuum tubes in it. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, um, okay. Well, I like the inclusive yeah. app. Thanks for showing me. Well, uh, actually, though, I want to, uh, you mentioned dishwashers. I don't know if people are aware of this, but for a while, I don't know if this is still true, but I, this about 10 years ago, we were remodeling our house and um, so dealing with contractors and all that stuff, there is a black market for old toilets because um, oh new toilets have like they use less water. I believe and, it. I believe and it. You're not, they, they don't do a good of a job. So there's actually a black market for like going and ripping out old toilets from houses that are being condemned and then selling them to people who are like have new construction that want an old toilet. <laughs> That is amazing, but yes, I believe it. And they did used to make things like that that lasted and that actually worked and that were not this whole like energy efficient thing that you replace that breaks, that doesn't get things done. I um, yep. I definitely like, uh, uh, I, my, my grandmother had this old General Electric refrigerator, which um, my brother is in now in possession of from the fifties. Like, don't you ever get rid of that? Cause I want it. <laughs> if, <something laughs> had, if you decide you don't need it, I will take that off your hands. Um, but yeah. I also have yeah. a, I got a blender a couple years ago at a Goodwill or something that was from the fifties. And it was one of those just, it was like my grandmother's, it was built to last and it still works. And I tossed my old replaceable modern one that was flimsy compared to the old one. Anyway, this is, are we boring people or boring people? I don't know. We'd sound boomery, but I'm not bored, but I think it's just because we're both kind of old. I don't know. what <laughs> We're both Gen Xers. Like, all right, we got I want the old stuff, but yeah, I uh, totally agree. That's the way it's been. Um, and the government does that uh, basically in every industry that you look, they, all these stupid regulations uh, make things worse uh, rather than better. So um, Carrie, just so you know, I know you probably thought that this was over, but it's not over. So I just want to make sure you're adequately depressed. Um, <laughs> It's okay to be white stickers are still going up and they're still outrageous and they're sickening and disgusting. This is just from sickening and disgusting. Yep. This is from Perth in Scotland this week. Um, and I'm certainly worried for my daughters who are not white, but they are from Perth. Uh Oh, how, really, what, kind of um, hate, what kind of hate speech is this? Well, this is just we, kind of funny. I, I'm not, I don't know. I, I think I realized you were trying to be sarcastic at the beginning. But right, no, yes. Um, I was family. It's funny because it's, uh, th this, this is a joke that won't ever not be funny. And it's going to keep on going and going and going. 4chan f creates some horrible stuff, but they also create some wickedly funny stuff occasionally. 
and some insightful stuff occasionally. And this is one of those th those memes. It's okay to be white because anytime it gets posted anywhere, you see outrage like this, and the outrage itself is the point. It's like they they know they know that it will trigger. This is what, what good trolling is. They're trolling people for a reaction. The reaction they want is for the SJW left to freak the f out and be like, it's not okay to be white. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it makes the point for them. It makes their point. No, it's beautiful, right? I mean, this person literally, so this is from like the, the Perth, Perth against racism. Like, how is this? Yeah, so then I, it's, this is a quote from this person. This is the local group, Perth against racism quote. It's sickening and disgusting to know that people think like this. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That it's okay to be white? <laughs> yes. Wow. All righty then. Can you imagine uh -huh. somebody saying that about it's okay to be black or it's okay to be gay or it's okay to be a woman? Sickening and disgusting. <laughs> I, it's, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, so it's that's so what's going funny. on. Going on in Scotland. Well, Just, yeah. They, yeah, they occasionally do these funny trolls. What's, what's sad though to me is that uh, their troll about the okay symbol being uh, a white supremacy symbol <laughs> <laughs> it went from being a funny troll that the media fell for to now it bothers me because real people are getting caught up in it and losing jobs and stuff because they're just doing they're just doing the okay symbol or they're just doing the circle game and they're getting called white nationalists and it, well, it but I, progressed to a point where it's hurting like random anonymous citizens and that sucks but it does suck um and obviously i don't think they should be hurt but that's kind of the point Right. I mean, kind of the point is it's to point out clown world. And whenever you see someone being condemned for that, you know, immediately the people doing the condemning are part of the clown world. It's a it's a great it's a great way to just reveal people for for being part of the circus. Right. Yeah. And like, oh, are they part of the circus or not? Let's look. They banned someone for doing this. OK, they're part of the circus. Like done. You know, right away that they're part of the circus. So, um. Andrew Thompson, there are a lot of, oh, sorry, uh, Elva Caro says there are a lot of Islam is right about X memes that could be used to highlight the double thing. Yeah, right. I mean, that's. They did one. They uh, did. Yeah, you're right. They did the Islam is right about women. That one, That's another one. It's a good troll. Gays. It, that would be a good one. Islam is right about gays. Because then it makes, yeah. if people react, it's there. They, well, that one's different than the, that's different than the it's okay to be white one. Islam is right about women because that puts them in a double bind. They don't, SJWs. Right get upset but then you ask why they're upset then they must admit that islam has some negative things beliefs about women <laughs> which they don't <laughs> want to admit and right. if they don't get upset then it's uh, it, it's just that one is interesting um okay yeah. so let's talk about jk rowling i knew let's you wanted about, to talk about jk rowling yeah. by the way i'm going to take this stupid hat off because it's bothering me and someone asked about it you can rewind and see me i explained the hat earlier there you go Okay. His his wife short answer he he told her to get him a Santa hat. <laughs> um, what'd you say? Because she's she's originally she grew from up in China. China. So <laughs> this, this was her response to go. Please go pick me up a Santa hat while you're out. <laughs> That's what I got. And she bought IKEA's um creamed fish roe in a tube that looks like toothpaste. Um, I don't know just. Things I never thought I would have in my house. <laughs> there we awesome. go. Anyway, J.K. Rowling, uh, I hear that she's now an evil turf. Would you care to explain, Carrie? Well, everybody's probably already seen this, but um, 
the okay there was the woman in the uk the researcher who was fired and if you have any of these things you could put them up carter but um any yep. short story is this woman was fired for tweets of hers that where she said that you know she basically just said biological sex is real i mean i forget what the exact tweet was but it wasn't anything offensive and she's maintained you know she uses people's preferred pronouns as a courtesy and she has no you know but because she tweeted that biological sex is real uh she got fired and then it went to a court in the uk which basically said that it's uh what did they say it was something it was something kind of scary they they said that it's this this is a belief that's harmful i don't know if they use the word harmful but essentially the court seemed to be saying that it's not um not simply that it's the employer's right to fire whomever they want which i agree with i think i think right. the employer should be able to fire her even for saying two plus two equals four right right like, I think that it doesn't mean that I think it's right for them to do that, but I think they should be able to do it. But that wasn't what the court was saying. The court was saying that her belief, her stated words were somehow yeah, wrong. They say, they say here, here, I'll remove JK's tweet here. They say here that um, her views, quote, did not have the protected characteristic of philosophical belief. No, because they're facts. Because they're facts. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't because they're facts. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that means, by the way, what she said, one of her tweets was men cannot change into women. Uh Oh, <gasps> so, um, yeah, which is true. so J.K. Rowling supported her. That's the problem with Rowling. By the way, thank you, Daniel. He gave us a super chat just because. Oh, thanks, Daniel. Thank you. Merry um, Christmas to, to us. Merry Christmas. So. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so then she, this woman, the, you know, the, the results came out, the, the court ruled this and then JK Rowling, it, honestly, it, it shocked me because she's one of their, she's like an SJW saint. She's one of the celebrity SJWs. And she tweeted this tweet that Carter has up now, which I think he has to read it in order for it to go to his Yeah, screen. I mean, actually I could spotlight it, but here I can spotlight it and you can read it. Go ahead. Uh, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. Hashtag I stand with Maya. That's the woman who was fired. Hashtag this is not a drill. So because of this, she J.K. Rowling, one of their saints, was lambasted as a TERF, which if you guys are new to the channel, that's SJW. It's part of their lexicon, TERF is T-E-R-F. It's an acronym that stands for um, Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Um, they use it a lot in a, a negative way. They use it like a slur. Like they like they say it with- It's derogatory, hatred. yeah. Right, they say it with vitriol. They don't say it just to <laughs> identify an ideology. Like, like I was thinking about, is there a difference between how I use SJW and TERF? And there is, because if there were another word that catches on with popularity that's just as that becomes the most widely known term for what i mean when i say sjw i would use that but i don't throw it at people like an insult i guess i could and i guess i do well, occasionally but it's well, not but that's not a, the it, way that it's used most of the yeah, time there's a difference though carrie social justice warriors invented that term to describe themselves you just started using it correct they did it that's another dif there's a couple differences that's another difference whereas turf uh for a lot of the women who get called turfs like jk rowling it it doesn't accurately describe their beliefs anyway because they're not trans exclusionary 
they don't have. So what they're, they're trying to do is they're trying to create a false dichotomy where it's like, um, either you agree with us, no matter how far we push this anti-science bullshit about biological sex being um, a social construct and how it's not real. Either you admit, either you go with us there to the land of craziness or you're a transphobe. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, actually. And I think it was Deborah So on Twitter who pointed out uh, pretty succinctly, but it's true, which is true, obviously, that you can, you can believe that biological sex is real because it's real. It's like, you can believe in gravity and, you know, you can be, and also not be a transphobe. Like it's, they, but they try to create this false dichotomy because they want you to be afraid of being called this thing. And they want you to be, they want, they depend on you not being a transphobe. Again, this is what they do. They depend on you being someone who wants to be a good person, who's not a transphobe, who believes that trans people should be treated with dignity, who even probably uses preferred pronouns, but they want you to, they depend on you being uh, uh, not a non-transphobe in order for this to work. Because then it's like, you're scared of being called that. You're, you're scared of being seen as that because you think it is bad. Isn't that crazy? And so then they get you to go along with this craziness over here because you're so afraid of being called this thing that you're not. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. And um, I think, well, it's hard for me to actually defend J.K. Rowling because J.K. Rowling has been on the virtue signaling, the social justice virtue signaling bandwagon for quite some time. Um, so I kind of think that she's getting what she deserves. Like this is, these are the people you chose to side with. They're going to eat you eventually. Yeah. Here you I go. Mean, JK Rowling. You can um, never be pure enough for them. And I don't have any specific, yeah. like, I don't have any particular sadness about it. If it weren't her, it'd be another SJW. They, they will always right. tear themselves. They tear each other down, but, um, but what it spawned is what's interesting to me because now you have celebrities tripping over themselves. I saw um, Jonathan Kay pointed out that uh, Mark Hamill from Star Wars, that guy, he liked, he simply liked that tweet from JK Rowling. And then some random SJW got in his comments is like, did you really like this transphobic tweet? And then he apologized. I'm sorry. I just liked the first few sentences. I didn't realize the transphobia implied. You know, like <laughs> he apologized for liking a tweet. It's like they are such cultists. They're cultists. I'm By sorry. the way, I mean, I've been ranting and I'm missing all the. No, no, no. So guys. first of all, thank you for thank Marie you. and Andrew and Daniel have all been been super chatting us. Um, if you keep laughing. Uh, Carrie, Daniel will keep sending five dollars. So, well, Carter, uh, that requires Carter to be funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've got no hope. Then we're going to be poor. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill, he is his character in the in the modern Star Wars, right? The 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 new versions of Star Wars, his character kind of like gave up and like became a subby useless person um who's like disconnected from the world like mark hamill went from hero to zero both in the star wars movies and in real life uh went from at least uh, i don't know if he was ever a hero in real life but yeah he's a horrible horrible person um and he is i hate to use this word but he's totally a cuck in every way um so he totally <laughs> would, is see i wouldn't say 
horrible person. I don't know enough about him to say that, but he is an SJW. He's one of these celebrity SJWs. Do you remember, this is a total aside. This is one of those things I just wonder about because I've mentioned it to people who don't remember this. And I'm wondering if in the chat, does anybody remember how this rumor went around for a long time that he had started doing gay porn? I don't remember that. Is that but just me? I, I totally believe that. it. Is it an alternate universe? I don't think it's real. I don't think he ever did gay porn. I just remember that. I just remember believing it. It was like some uh, before the before the internet. <laughs> it was this like rumor that oh, Mark Hamill's doing gay porn before you can yeah. check things out like that. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to search for that. Yeah, Mandela effect, Andrew. <laughs> Man- <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Mandela effect? This is a funny. Andrew says it's the Mandela effect. Have you heard of it, Carter? Uh, I've heard of it, but I don't think I could define it. So I'd love for you to actually define it for me. So it's a, it's just a silly rabbit hole you can go down. But it's, uh, I think the term was coined oh, because somebody, when Mandela died, there was somebody who was like, oh, I thought he had already died. And then it became this thing where oh. people started having, talking about collective false memories. Like, how is uh, the peanut butter GIF spelled and how, and people remember it being spelled a different way and, or wow. how is the Berenstein bear? That's a big one. How's the Berenstein bears spelled? And they remember <laughs> it being spelled a different way. And so then people who believe in the Mandela effect believe that, uh, that you can be in a different timeline where like in your timeline, the Berenstein bears was spelled that other way. And but oh, I see, world, I but, see. Yeah. I see. Or in Someone your timeline. They- yeah. Someone says they heard of it because the X-Files. That's probably where I heard of it. So I okay. like it rings a bell, but I wouldn't have been able to say what you just said. Yeah, um, it's a silly. I mean, but it's entertaining. I went down a rabbit hole trying to look and then it ultimately decided it was stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> well, I mean, as you point out, though, this isn't about um, this isn't actually about well, we've talked about this before. This isn't about protecting trans people. This isn't about actually having a uh, discussion or convincing everyone anyone about anything this is simply about bullying this is about we say two plus two is five you need to fall in line and say two plus two is five you don't fall in line and say two plus two is five therefore you're a wrong thinker and you're a villain and then and we're allowed to now use any words that we want to describe you turf transphobe whatever it is um they're not out you know they say ridiculous things some i was seeing someone saying on this this about this jk rowling thing um they were saying it, they were calling it erasing, uh, denying my existence. Like denying your existence is not like questioning, <laughs> saying something like genders are, are, or biological sex is real. That's not questioning your existence. That's not questioning anyone's existence, but that's, that's where they go. They're not actually trying to have a discussion. They're just trying to bully. And I really suspect that part of this is they intentionally go to outrageous places just to see if you'll follow them because what they need is they need a bunch. They need people to be just like in um, 1984, right? They knew that two plus two wasn't five, but they went there because they want to see that Winston will believe it. If they tell him he has to believe it. So they go places, the left just goes places and the radical left just says things that they know are false. And yes. then they use them as litmus tests to see, will you follow us to this false land, right? And if you won't, you're an enemy. Yeah, it's like Tina Tina says in the chat, it's about power. It Again, yes, S- SJWs power. worship power, their whole belief system. It powers at the center of what is important to them. 
everything they do, it's all built around power and identity. And yep. this is about having power over people. And like you said, if they can get you, that's what that is about in 1984. If they can break you, it's breaking you. If yeah. they can break you to the point where you will say two plus two is five or men can become women and, and biological sex isn't real, then right. they own they own you. You'll yeah. say anything. You'll do anything. You'll do it. What a, what a great indication of what a willing puppet you will be. I mean, I mean, you want to, we look at history and I, you know, when I was younger, I used to, you wonder things like how, how do you get humans to participate on a large scale in genocide or in these dehumanizing acts, right? Of other people. Right. You can, this is how. You, this is how you control them. It, yep. You own them. And, and, and it's funny to see the different, the varying levels at which people will break because you've got people like Mark Hamill. It's just like, they're like, did you like this tweet? Oh my God, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> like, you're just, wow. <laughs> this is, what a coward. <laughs> yeah. I pressed like, the heart button. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, someone says that JK hasn't apologized, which is great. Uh, yes, apology. Uh, they also say it's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Will she apologize? I, I think don't know. she will. I, I think, think she, she might. will. Yeah, somebody but it's a horrible she, idea. Well, somebody told me she had, but I haven't seen that with my own eyes. But either way, I think she will. You should never apologize because that's not. It doesn't yeah, work. and you, if she doesn't, here's what. If she doesn't. It could be the beginning of her being kicked out of the tribe, which could be an amazing thing for her in the end. It'll be hard and painful, but in the end, it could be amazing because it could wake her up to all sorts of things. It could. If she holds her ground on this one thing, but I don't, it's too much pressure. It's like, it, it is, it is almost necessarily giving up your whole religion. What this one thing, if you, if you won't bend to the mob, yeah, you're out, you know, you're a heretic. So um, and that's really scary for people. It's not just scary because you become the target of the mob and every you feel like everyone hates you. It's also scary because you know you you have a way of looking at we're all we're all uh, fragile beings here. You know we're all humans and we're all like and you have something that makes you feel safe is your is your the way that you look in, at and interpret the world. And imagine having to do away with your whole framework. I mean, I did that. It's scary. But but ultimately good for you. Yes, very good for you. Yeah. But, um, Andrew Thompson uh, mentions, mentions I think, this book, and there's other ones. Uh, this is called SJW's uh, Always Lie by Vox Day. There's, I think he has a couple more. Um, if you are curious, it doesn't matter what you think about Vox Day. If you are curious about... Um, how to behave and like what their behaviors are and how you should respond. Vox actually does a really good job. And actually this book is a few years old. It's not, he, he talked about this in, this is 2015. So it's before Trump was even elected. Um, and he's spot on with how to respond, what they're doing, what their strategies are. They always, I think his three rules are they always lie. They always double down. Um, and they crap. What was the other one? Someone maybe will remember. Uh, they um, always, I don't know, but they do always project. You're project. Promote, you're That's what it is. Old Mr. Teddy Spaghetti on our channel. I am going to promote Teddy Spaghetti because he wrote a great book. It's a great book. I'm not, I, like I said, okay. I don't even, I don't know what else he's been saying lately. And maybe he says a I bunch think, of things I don't like, but I don't yeah, care. He's got this some book leanings. is great. Who cares? Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. So it's been said. I 
he's also he wrote a book that has some good things in it. He's also said some a lot of things I don't agree with. That's just me saying that. Oh, that's fine. I don't. I mean, like I said, I don't know too much about him, but um, but yeah, what's interesting to me is it's it's uh, it's his classical liberal says yes, it does matter what you think of Vox Day. No, it does not 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 with respect to this book. That's called the genetic fallacy. This is a good book, even if Hitler wrote it. It's a good book. So, does it matter what you think of Vox Day generally? Probably. Uh, I don't know enough about him. I haven't been following him. I do know that he's called Petty Spaghetti by, uh, what is it? He's uh, a, he's a is it Revenge he's of the called, Sith who calls him Teddy Spaghetti? He's called Teddy Spaghetti by everyone now, but he is a oh, tool. okay. Um, anyway, Carrie, uh, I did not watch this. I didn't watch the Dem debate last night. Did you watch the Democratic debate last night? No. Okay. So we don't have to talk about it. Huh? Nothing. Go okay. ahead. No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Um, I was texting. I texted briefly with uh, someone who's helping us out on the show who doesn't want to be named about it because he was watching it. Uh, and apparently there was a apparently it was in intersect. There was some intersectional one upsmanship, as you would as you would predict. And the moderators made a point of saying that Andrew Yang was the only person of color on stage, which I didn't realize. I guess Kamala Harris isn't there anymore and Cory Booker's not there anymore. So um Corey Booker all... didn't qualify for this one yeah. yeah and I didn't realize Kamala's not qualified either did she drop out no she know. dropped out you missed that yeah no um yeah so it's all it was all white people and apparently Bernie, San Bernie Sanders was yelling I'm also a white male and I don't Yang know. Andrew Yang <laughs> is not white no he was the only one and they so they asked him about a, a POC question apparently I don't know I can't I can't abide the debates so it was I didn't watch. I was, you know, I thought you might have, but um, did you hear about, we don't talk about impeachment, but I guess I, I kind of do want to bring it up a little bit because there's in the news. Uh, well, it's been in the news forever, but it's also um, happened sort of. So peach, impeachment actually hasn't technically happened. Um, it doesn't happen until the House of Representatives delivers the impeachment papers to the Senate and Nancy Pelosi is playing some sort of game where she's withholding them. So the well, House voted to impeach, but impeachment actually technically hasn't happened. It's in their favor to delay it as long as possible. Like this whole thing is a circus. So yes. it's just meant to, um, well, it does a couple of things. It It's red meat for the SJW NPC base, like the people who are bought into where the left has gone now, which I'm no longer one of those people, but, uh, it, for those people who are still on the train, it, they this is what they want. And so it's it's playing into what they want, but it's also, it's just meant to distract. It's another one of these big distractions is something that's not important. And they, it's also, it's, I mean, it's tactical because if they can keep him, if I mean, if, if they could drag this out into next year, they can keep him having to work on this while everyone else is campaigning during, for the presidential campaign. Plus it, presumably gets in the way of any, you know, agenda that he has for the executive branch because he's got to focus on fighting an impeachment trial, you know? So the whole thing is just, yeah. they know they don't have the votes in the Senate to uh, like, once it goes to Senate, you need a two thirds majority, right. To convict. So why, why, <laughs> why? Right. They and they, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't even really accuse him of uh, any of the impeachable crimes either. 
So um, they know they're not going to actually get rid of him. I do agree with Andrew who says she's dragging this out because uh, she wants to drag it out until the election. She yeah. says she wants favorable, favorable terms to the Senate. I think it's a bad move <laughs> for the Democrats. Um, but uh, because I think this will energize his base. There's a lot of people who are kind of meh on Trump lately who could be in his camp. And this just energizes them, uh, I think, to go out and vote and support Trump more than she would. Um, champagne, yes or no? Shines I don't know. Us. what. Science says, so champagne, yes or no? <laughs> that, always look, here's champagne. the answer, always champagne. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know what you would be toasting like, I, you know, um, but anyway, it is a distraction. And that's actually why I wanted to bring it up <clears throat> yesterday. I did a, I did a lone coffee yesterday cause you weren't around Carrie, but, um, so I, I did a coffee on one of the things that's distracting you from, which was the Afghanistan papers. I suggest people go, um, watch that coffee at the very least and maybe go read some of the coverage. Um, not a big shock, but we were lied to for the past 18 years about Afghanistan. Shocker. There's propaganda that the government engages in. And they've been lying about Afghanistan this entire time. Okay. That that came out recently. Impeachment distracts people from that. Also, uh, the Congress passed a $1.4 trillion spending bill. So this country is very divided between the left and the right, unless... Unless the question is, should they spend a crap ton of your money? And then they're united on passing ungodly spending bills uh, so they can spend your money, drive us further into debt, and ruin the economy. So they're united on that. This is why I'm not a Republican either. Um, it's a, a uniparty with respect to that. They just like the fighting is a distraction. What matters is they passed at one point. $4 trillion spending bill together, and they re-upped the Patriot Act. So the vile, um, unconstitutional, anti-American Patriot Act, named Patriot Act precisely because that's what the Ministry of Truth would name it in 1984, because it's unpatriotic, um, they, they uh, renewed it. So that's what's going on. If you care about politics and the government, those are the things to pay attention to uh, not the impeachment, but of course, CNN's all about impeachment. So, uh, what is this? Alan says one point, sorry, eighteen point five million dollars to protect eighteen, nineteen year old and twenty year olds from tobacco. I didn't see that. So apparently, they're protecting people from. Are they raising the tobacco age, Alan? Does anyone know? Who knows? Who knows? But I suggest people go, go look at that stuff. I don't know what else you got, Carrie. What else? What else we need to talk oh, to you on this? I want to go back Friday. to the trans thing and J.K. Rowling. So, oh, um, I'm sorry. I thought we were done, but we're not. Let's go back to that. Great. <laughs> sorry, okay. I didn't. I wouldn't have moved on if I did. If I thought we were. Uh, so, my fault. I had a friend who responded to a thread about it. Well, I guess she responded last night, but I saw it this morning, and I know this person from my old life, um, and they're it helped me to have a bit more empathy for people who are on the SJW side of this, because I know her, it always helps when you can, something can engender that empathy for you because lately I've been having trouble yesterday. I had a lot of trouble with having it. 
And I was just really feeling just a lot of, you know, these people are insane. <laughs> well, they are. And, right. uh, but a lot of just, you know, I don't know, what's the word? Just, de just de detesting the people who are pushing this stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I looked at it, I looked at her comments and I look at it as this, again, there are a lot of well-intentioned people who buy into this stuff. And you probably are having conversations with some people like this on your wall. If you're the type who gets into conversations on Facebook, or maybe you're having them in real life. Um, I would push back on the idea that, because they, they seem to be, uh, a lot of them fall for that lie that I was talking about, the false dichotomy, where they are being told, you either go along with all of this and you uh, you pretend like the, uh, to have a difference of opinion is somehow denying trans people the right to exist. Um, you know, they, they, they fall for that lie. And so, you know, my friend who commented, for example, she's not transphobic and therefore she's bought into the lie that she must push this idea that biological sex isn't real and that uh, men can become women biologically. <laughs> and vice versa and she and and but she's a well-intentioned person and so i think sometimes it just takes pointing out that that's a false dichotomy like you don't have to you can oh, say to your friend you like, can accept biology and trans yeah, people like deborah so did in a tweet you can accept biology and also be supportive of trans people um and if you feel like you can't i'm sorry for you because that must feel very limiting and like you don't have a say in in what you choose to believe and speak that must be really awful to think you only have these two options. Um, and so mutually exclusive, they try to pretend these are mutually exclusive things and they're not. So um, anyway, that was just something I want to say, because I'm sure a lot of you, especially those of you, and I know I'm really excited because I think our viewership the, uh, has been growing in terms of number of people who are either still on the left or uh, part of the, who have walked away from the left like myself. And for those people who are who are liberal and are coming to watch our show as well, and I know you still have a foot, you have a foot in that SJW world it necessarily because it has taken over so much of the left. And I'm sure you have friends and family who who have fallen for this stuff and repeat it because they're trying to be good people and they don't believe in bigotry. And so they, they kind of like open a door for them, show them there's more than these two absolutes, you know. That's a good point. I, th I think you're right. I think it's probably just people, um, false dichotomies are very easy to accept if you're not used to questioning things. And so if someone says it's A or B, uh, few people will realize there's another option. Um, and so they'll choose A or B and they want to choose the side of like, well, I don't want to be a transphobe. So I guess it's the other thing, right? Um, I think right. that's a good point. I think it's a really good point. That's probably true. Did it help? Did it help you? You have compassion for them now? Are you more, are you, are you? Um, no, I mean, better? it helped to engender a little bit of empathy for me and to slow the roll. I slowed the roll on my, uh, you know, my train of anger. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm, I'm having, I, words are not coming to me easily today. There's a lot of problems. Like, again, we need a break. This is going to be a good break. No, I, I, we, I totally <laughs> need a break. I've, I've also been like, not, not the past few days, but for a while I was on like, um, I was still on like medication every like cold medication, like every night. And it just makes me foggy the next day. And I was just like, um, yeah, we totally need a break, but I get what you're saying, Carrie. It's not that bad. It's, it's all good. Elva Carol wants me to talk about, wants us to talk about something. I don't know if you know about this, Carrie, but 
Um, I think we briefly mentioned the state of Virginia. I think we mentioned this maybe last week, the state of Virginia uh, going after <clears throat> gun rights and trying to pass a bunch of, because it's now, I think, entirely in the control of the Democrats. And we talked about the state saying that they would, um, I, I guess a lot of police officers and sheriffs and stuff said they weren't going to enforce the gun laws that they were passing that they thought were unconstitutional. And then the state responded saying, we're going to, we'll use the National Guard and we'll throw you in jail or, or fire you or whatever. If you don't do your job, you're supposed to enforce these laws. The latest thing, as I saw, was there, a sh- there was a sheriff in Virginia who said, uh, I'm just going to start deputizing people so they can carry guns. So he's like now on this like mass deputization bandwagon. He's just like, I'm just going to deputize anyone who wants to carry a gun, basically. Um, so, so they can get around all this. And, um, and apparently, and I didn't know this, but Elvacaro is bringing this up in chat. There's also other militias forming with the tacit approval of counties in Virginia. So um, I, you know, do I think that uh, we're near a boogaloo? Probably not, but I don't know. Would it happen in Virginia? Maybe. I mean, forgive my ignorance. What's a, what's a boogaloo? I just thought that was like an armed, I'll just, I'll just say an armed conflict. Right. So um, it's, it's not a dance. It could be. Do you want to invent a boogaloo dance right now, Carrie? I thought it was a dance already. It's like the electric slide, the boogaloo yeah. dance. No. Um, but Elva Caro says the left does not believe that will boogaloo. He's using it as a verb that will boogaloo over Second Amendment rights. The Redcoats didn't either. Um, they don't believe that. I'm not sure that we will. I would like us to actually. I think that's the line in the sand that you don't let people cross because if you lose gun rights completely, uh, there's nothing else. So uh, that's probably the right time to boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> will we? I don't know. Um, at least one country county official approved its militia. Oh, that's cool. So they're approving it. Uh, it's, it totally sounds like a dance. It does. Wow. I've been deputized to boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> the electric um, boogaloo. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Maybe there will be sign. Maybe there will be an electric boogaloo. We will <laughs> stay tuned. Carrie will spend her downtime inventing the electric boogaloo dance over the holiday. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. <laughs> Tina gave us a super chat. Uh, you. you have a Merry Christmas as well. Uh, Tina is, I, I realize she's, she is uh, one of the people I call my spirit animal <laughs> uh, <laughs> online because she's so feisty and I really admire that about her. And, uh, and then one day, I I should say she she thought sometimes when we're vague we give we give anecdotal uh, evidence we'll like talk about oh I have a friend who did this or said this and and then I realized gosh people probably will think I'm talking about them and I, I'm rarely ever talking about anyway anyway she was like were you talking about me that day I was like no I'm sorry <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> so uh, but I will I will very uh, openly speak about you today Tina and and say that yes you're one of my you are my spirit animal online. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you, Tina. And, um, someone says, so this is the thing. Someone mentions gun law sanctuary cities, right? And this is a good point. The left is all about sanctuary cities when it's for opposing laws that they don't like, like, I don't know, borders. So they're all about sanctuary cities, but the moment, you know, 
could we have sanctuary cities for gun laws? Probably not. Um, uh, I doubt, but that's what we're trying to do. So, oh, I forgot about the word. Thanks, Epistavis. He brought it. He reminded me of the word fembags, which was yes. catching on as like a thing. And I was glad it wasn't catching on. And now I stupidly read his thing. And now it's going to catch on again. Uh, Gwen Guinevere says, I'm pretty sure you can't say spirit animal. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, you're, you're correct. Well, oh, wait, but wait, wait, you're correct. That's an SJW no no, but that's why I say it. And there are certain words like that that I, I feel like you should that I, that I had cut out of my vocabulary as an SJW. I cut out certain words because they were considered no nos. And that list is ever expanding. You know, they add things to it all the time. And so part of peeling back, you know, peeling back that indoctrination and trying to figure out what I actually think about things has been to reevaluate certain words and see whether I think that it's bad to say them or not and i don't have any problem saying spirit animals so you know anyway that it's a it's a no no yeah you said she says i say it all the time yeah and i don't i don't do that with every word that i know it's not simply to annoy them it's just i thought about it and i was like no i don't think they make a good argument for why that's offensive so <laughs> anyway well uh i think it's i think it's good uh it's a good reason to say it in fact i haven't been saying it but maybe maybe i will now because you're telling You've given well, a good reason to say it. It's well, good, you say, I noticed one word that you say that people really don't like, and I, I started saying it too. That's retarded, Carrie. It's yes. fine for me to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> that triggers a lot of people, that word. That's why I say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. A lot of basket cases get triggered when I say retarded. Basket cases. But see, <laughs> that was another is, one, remember? You're not supposed to say that. Yeah, the reason why uh, retarded, I think, has worked its way back into my vocabulary as well, though I don't say it as much as you do, is because, uh, again, when I say it, I'm not talking about a mentally handicapped person. It's not no. offensive to mentally handicapped people. That's not what I mean by that word. Um, and so it's the same way that there, there are words that, that they get separated from this offensive meaning and they mean something else, but then SJWs try and tie it back to the offensive meaning and tell you that's why you can't say it. Even even if you have no idea what the offensive meaning is, remember like those phrases. <laughs> yes, yeah. basket about, case like, was uh, one. They say remember basket case or grandfathered in or yep. piece yeah. of cake. Piece of cake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, cake dance. Cake dance. Or cake dance. Was yeah. that what it was? Or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a bunch of that, and it was like I, I didn't know they were racist, but thanks SJWs. Um, how else can we talk about? retarding spark timing in combustion engines <laughs> one of my favorite uh this is just a stupid thing one of my favorite phrases in french is is how to say you are late because you say vous êtes en retard and it sounds like you're retarded and i just really love it so i'm just gonna say that it means you're late. Say, well i mean retarded means slow also i mean you know when you're talking yes. about a race or um it, it, there's a lot of different ways that word is used and they just want to say ah, i can't use it all maria pointed out that there was a yarn maker who got in trouble for naming a yarn spirit animal oh of course company yeah. was there a, so maria was there a company who hasn't gotten in trouble for something because that would be, <laughs> that might be news in the knitting community is there is there a pristine company in the knitting community who hasn't you know transgressed what? 
<laughs> would be really funny. Oh, I always have these sketch. We should do a sketch for a, a new knitting company where they're they're debuting an SJW knitting company, and all the yarns are like this one is white people suck. <laughs> like, <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can called. someone can someone start a uh, a yarn, Maria? I've got an idea for you. Since you're already in the, you're already in the gutter. You know, they're already, they already hate you. You're in, you're in the outhouse. Uh, the outhouse. Yeah, <laughs> doghouse. Whatever. Outhouse is worse. You should make some white yarn that's called "It's Okay to Be White." That's that's your next product. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be white yarn. There you go. You can have that one for free, Maria. Well, actually, yeah. Just take all the just take all the words from SJW Bingo and make yarn names out of them. Toxic masculinity. It'd be yeah. like red and black and like just a yeah. ah, awesome. like blood. No, and I think that would uh, be OD, OD green. It would be like an army green or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could have white fragility yarn. You could have emotional labor. What color would that be? Emotional uh, labor would wow, be. Wow, like, I don't know. I think it would be pink. I was gonna say pink. I was gonna say pink. I wasn't sure though. Um, uh, what color would turf yarn be? <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole product line here, Maria. <laughs> Come on. But the best part is you could you could totally present it. It's like when uh, people are a couple comedians are in character. You present this new yarn company as if it is totally legit real you call it inclusivity yarn uh you have like a bunch of their words like, like <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> thank you andrew beckman uh we know who andrew beckman is um so thank you andrew i haven't seen you in a while but we should catch up on some stuff appreciate the christmas present um thank you andrew very good yeah <laughs> i don't know turf topaz yeah Patriarchy blue. <laughs> <laughs> See, Maria, you've got some ideas here. <laughs> blue or red cathedral. Oh, you could have a red pill yarn. Absolutely. Uh, red, no, it'd be called red pill troll. Because again, you're you're an SGW yarn company. So you have to be pointing red pill troll yarn. <laughs> <laughs> She's, Maria is having second thoughts, everyone. So you got to give her some love. Tell her it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, it doesn't have to be you. It could be Baria Buskin. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, you should come up with actually a more um, worldly intersectional name. You could actually, you need a trans name, Maria. So you could be Mark Tuscan. Knits. <laughs> somebody, somebody said uh, we we were talking uh, uh, online. This whole the whole thing with this this controversy the online the turf thing about um about jk rowling and they were talking about one of the worst offenders on twitter who's this um sjw uh trans activist uh named charlotte clymer charlotte clymer used to be charles clymer and charlotte clymer is the transition hasn't helped his personality at all like it's always he was he was a horrible male feminist no he bullied people like he's just awful and my and one of my friends was like remember back when he was charles and he was terrible I'm like i do remember that i'm like you know we should start a movement to help people transition to better personalities and better ideas <laughs> like 
like transitioning to something How do you good. Do that? I don't know because <laughs> too bad transitioning to a new gender can't fix your personality, right? Uh, thank you, Stephen. Stephen just threw us uh threw us a Christmas present as well uh in chat. Um, says if somebody teaches her how to dye yarn, she'll totally do this company. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, you can teach. Actually, so Maria says her last name is Murders, which is freaking awesome. Uh, good job finding a spouse, Maria. That's an awesome, badass last name. You could have uh, Murders could totally be in the name of the company. Uh, I don't know what you would. I don't know. Words are murder. I don't know. Something. You could have a company uh, or a, a separate brand for all these uh all these lines and and you can teach Carlin to uh, to do it. So you don't even have to you just lend your name and expertise. Make sure you get a piece of her company because she's going to be successful. Lar Logical and, uh, Fallacies yeah. yarn sounds cool. She says she's doing that. That's awesome. Wait, what um, yarn? Oh, Logical, Logical Fallacies. fallacies yarn. Yeah, that is awesome. That is great. What uh, a great. What a great idea. Um, oh, this is very cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Can, is, are you going to have like a... I kind of want the genetic fallacies yarn to look like a DNA strand somehow, uh, but somehow, I don't know how yeah. you do that with yarn. Hey, but. so I had one other funny idea I wanted to tell you. Um, people were pointing out that this this whole uh, online and a lot of the places like the ACLU and then a lot of the Democratic politicians are talking about this idea of menstruation equality. Have you have you heard this? Ah, uh, no. Okay, it's a new it's a new thing, and it's becoming more popular. And they talk about the tam the quote tampon tax, and so I was, <laughs> I know, and I, I was <laughs> menstruation equality. Yes. You know what the tax is for having to live with you? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Carter paid the tampon tax this morning. <laughs> ah, so when much. I, I came to the I came to the podcast crying. Well, also, I you know what? Also, I'm I'm particularly uh, misogynistic lately because <laughs> our cat, which is female, has not yet been spayed, and she went into heat earlier than we thought she could could, and she's literally yes. making out with every boot and other object in the house, meowing twenty four hours a day. She's freaking obnoxious. Uh, so I'm really not having a lot of love for uh, female bodily functions lately. Okay, well, I'm, so I'm projecting. I apologize. Put, put your toxic Continue. masculinity aside. Yeah, I'll put that aside. Second. Put that aside. <laughs> so I was discussing it in the comments with someone about the menstruation equality and how hilarious it is. And um, and we were talking about it's kind of like they're always coming up with new ways that you're oppressed because then they have to have a reason for you to vote for them. It's like you're oppressed in this way. Let me vote for me and I'll, the government will fix that for you. Right. And, right. and it's just, it's no different. It made me think of, I've mentioned this person before, but one of my friends who worked for the pharmaceutical industry, who um, they, they tell you what the problem is in advance of the drug coming out. It's the same thing. It's like, Oh, right. Of course. Right. You're, they, they gotta, yeah. Right. You're oppressed in this way. You, you don't have menstruation equality. You better vote for me and I'll make menstruation equal. Um, and it's the same So So she was paid to place editorials about medical issue, new medical issues or issues that hadn't been discussed yet in advance of the pharmaceutical company rolling the drugs out. So they right, plant the right. seed first. And that's exactly what this is. Like, oh, administration equality, it's becoming a buzzword now, it's everywhere. And so I said to this person, based on um, based on the reading we did yesterday for Deprogrammed about uh, the SJW who felt that people should be paid wages for transitioning. I was like, just wait, 
till we start asking for wages for menstruating. Like, that's Has a, it happened though? Be... Is that what you're saying? It's going to no, happen? No, but come on. You, somebody needs to write that article. If you get oh, paid I'm sure. for Why don't you transitioning, just write it? yeah, I get paid for menstruating. Come on. It's work. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, uh, I think that I don't think we might have to wait till 2020 for that to come out, but mm -hmm. I think next year we'll see an article about getting paid to menstruate. There's already, I mean, this is already the, the, um, you already see this kind of logic in healthcare, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, these things for men are covered, but these things for women aren't covered. And it's like, well, there's, they're, they're different. They cost different amounts of money. They're different. Like, like there's no, they want everything to be, it's almost as if, okay, yeah. Especially based on the article we read the other day. It's as if they believe humans were all unisex and capitalism came along and forced all these differences. And now we should have to pay for it because it's our fault that people are different in any way. Yeah, it's so weird. But that's the future they want is they want us all to be these so-called equal, amorphous, genderless blobs. Well, or, skeletons are very hard to differentiate <laughs> gender unless you're an expert. Right. So that's Where the way to like, do it. <laughs> everyone belongs to everyone. And I saw Megan Murphy did a piece and the headline was hilarious. It said, are you heterosexual or merely transphobic? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously transphobic, Carrie. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that's where we're headed. I think that's where we're headed. Well, didn't we see an article the other day that was, um, I think we did. Didn't we see an article the other day that was for real? That was about uh, if you're not having sex with other people, you you are actually transphobic. Like, I think oh, like, yeah. I know Megan made fun of it, but that's a thing. No, they've right? been pushing this for a while. They have. This is already something they're pushing. The idea that um, if you are not attracted to and will not date trans people, that you uh, are a bigot. And right. what, what is immediately wrong with that idea? I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with it, but um, they would never say, hey, lesbians, if you won't get with men, you're a bigot. You know what I mean? Like they would never. Sure. But that it, it, it's it's just like it's a new again. They're never logically consistent. Their ideology doesn't make sense. They contradict themselves all the time. And if you point these things out, they don't have an answer for it. They get angry. They usually call you a name, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they would, there's, so if you don't want to have sex with a trans person, if you don't want to date a trans person, you're a bigot, but if you're gay, uh, it would be wrong to try and force you to do conversion therapy. You know, like they have just these convoluted contradictory views. Yeah. So. I mean, the whole thing's a mess because they also kind of don't believe in gender or biological sex, which means what are you transitioning from and to if none of these things exist in the first place? There's no such thing as trans. Although that I think was also part of that article, which was like trans is a thing that only exists because you made us be gendered somehow. And now we have to get out of that. And that's what trans is. It's so uh, do we need the word gender? Uh, our friend from Japan says, no, we don't need it. Um, in fact, I've got an old dictionary behind me with, that I pulled up previously. So I won't pull it up again, but uh, it was just a synonym for biological sex. Um, gender, gender was, um, detached from biological sex. 
uh, recently. And by recently, I mean like 20 years. I don't know, like some some kind of recently. And it was detached. I forget who it was. I want to say Kimberly Crenshaw, but probably not. It was probably someone no, else. No, it wasn't her. No, it was way before her. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was detached and it was, and you were told, um, oh, well, gender is just how you present. Uh, that was the first detachment that I saw. It was like, oh, well, gender is, is the sex that you present. Sex is the sex that you have. Gen- the, that you are, your biological gender is just what you present yourself to be. Um, and that kind of seemed reasonable to a lot of people because they were like, well, there are some people who trans or are trans. And I guess, you know, we all have to differentiate because we know that they're not actually a woman if they were biologically a male. So we know we have to say, well, they're gendered female, but even though they're actually sexually a male. So that was kind of the argument. And of course, like all this stuff, it's a wedge into opening up Pandora's box of absolute lunacy and craziness. And people like Jordan Peterson predict, hey, someday it will be illegal to say that biological sex is real. And everyone says, you're crazy, Jordan. We wouldn't outlaw that. And now J.K. Rowling is uh, getting attacked. And uh, so court court orders that it is actually okay to fire someone for this reason. So so I want to answer that question about gender as well, because here's what happened. Oh, you know better than I do. Thank you. Yeah. Simone de Beauvoir is one of the ones who first wrote about, a lot of people did, but wrote about gender and sex being distinct. What happened is that the feminist movement, the feminist part, and all these things have now come together as part of SJW ideology. So you had critical race theory, you have feminism, you have the LGBT queer theory. All of it is under this umbrella of SJW ideology. But Mm -hmm. specifically the feminists, what they did is they, um, they divorced the idea of gender from sex because they, for, again, like a lot of things are done well-intentioned. They were like, well, uh, you know, a lot of these things that are being, to- we're being told are womanly things are actually, you know, you can be a woman and not want to wear dresses and lipstick and high heels and all these things. That's like gender and that's performative. And you should feel comfortable being a woman who wants to get, play with trucks and wear, you know, not wear heels and what, you know, what dress like a man and blah, blah. And so it, it was well-intentioned, this idea of like, let's think about sex and gender as two separate things. But so now can I, what, I'm sorry, I just want yeah. to clarify. I'm asking, I just, so you're saying this started with like way back with like Simone de Beauvoir. Yes, way back. And, 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 but she, you're saying that she was saying genders are, um, the stereotype is what we call the gender. Gender and, is a social construction. They were saying that. And all they wanted okay. at first was for people to accept, which I don't, I used to accept, but I don't accept anymore. I think it is partially genetic and partially biological and partially social, like everything. But, mm-hmm. but they right. wanted you to accept that gender was a totally a social construct. And they were like, don't worry, we're biological sex is safe. That's biological, but gender is social. And holy social. They right. Say. It's holy social. And this is holy biological. Okay. Well, now mm-hmm. they've, of course, they always move the goalposts. They get almost everyone to get on board and say, well, gender is a social construct. And then it moves on to and then it moves on to biological sex. And now they're saying biological sex isn't real, that the whole idea of biological sex is a social construct. Right. And, um, right. but anyway, my point is this is kind of, it kind of bit uh, radical feminists in the, in the patootie <laughs> because they, the radical feminists now, for the most part, not all of them, but the radical feminists are the ones who are like, Hey, we're not on board with this rat, this 
this trans SJW stuff, this whole idea that you can change your biological sex and that you're a woman now and and they're the ones being called TERFs, right? But in a way, it's sort of like you this happened as a this is this is a logical um maybe it doesn't seem that logical, but this is this is just like a continuation of of what we at one point were pushing, right? The idea that you should separate the two. It's important for us to separate the two so we can talk about these two different things. And I, and it's good and it's with good intent. I mean, yes, there's lots of different ways to be a woman. What's really ironic is now they've circled around. Now it's the idea SGWs have circled around and instead of the, you know, radical feminists were like, well, you can be a woman who doesn't like to wear high heels or makeup and who doesn't present as feminine, you know, you can present as masculine and be a woman and that's cool. And now SJWs are like, well, if you present as masculine, then you must be a man. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, it's just right. a, what? No. <laughs> so this is interesting. So um, thank you for that. That was helpful historically. I guess that it kind of that kind of meshes with what I thought, but I thought it was much more recent. That's like a lot older than I thought. Um, so um, I, I guess, so someone in chat says, was it well-intentioned or was it planned to change culture? Um, I would hesitate to say it was kind of planned because you did say that they it bit them in the ass, but it was kind of driven by an abandonment of rational philosophy. Like no one was going to ask the, the right questions. Their philosophy was corrupt enough that they could get away with saying something like gender is completely a social construct. And it was already not okay to like be questioning. They made it very, very quickly. They made it not okay to question that and to say, well, are some aspects of gender. Again, this is the false dichotomy. Gender is 100% biological or gender is 100% social. Well, the truth is probably neither one of those things. It's in the middle and no one was allowed to really ask that. So um, my guess is that uh, the state of philosophy in the intellectual circles at that time was such that no one would ask the rational questions about, about that. <clears throat> and so that's kind of what lets it get carried away and ultimately leads to this crap. Um, look up what Stalin, so Elvokar says, look up what Stalin thought about biology, quantum mechanics, history. Um, it's remarkably similar to intersectionalist Marxist thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's why we draw the parallel to Marxism. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we, we want to talk about Lysenkoism at some point as well, but the, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of rejection of science from, from the left, so. See, here's a, I want to make a, one more point because um, uh, Genevieve says, you know, she mm -hmm. always felt more comfortable around men, but she never felt like, well, then I must be a man, you know, and she always felt like she had more in common with men. And, and, and that's exactly right. Like it's, it's very, very few people. It's a fraction of a percent of people um, have, have gender dysphoria and have the, if you look at the old research before it became taboo, before they, they basically ousted all the specialists in this area, most of the doctors who were working with children had a really high rate of helping those kids figure out whatever there was something else usually that was motivating this idea of being trapped in the wrong sex right and so most of them were able to come to terms with their sex and to accept their body and to come to a place of acceptance there was a small percentage of people who weren't and that's fine and and it, who, the best course of action for them was to start presenting as the other sex and to live as the other sex but but now we've come to a point where 
we're pretending like it's common to have gender dysphoria or to be born in the quote wrong body. And as if there's, as if that's normal, it's not normal. People who, people who have gender dysphoria, at least the people I've talked to, uh, I'm speaking anecdotally, of course, but wouldn't wish it on anyone. It's like, you know, it's not like a, why are, why are we making children grapple with something that 99.99% of them never would have had to grapple with and never question, they would have never questioned. And now we're telling them, figure this out, kid. Are you really the sex that you were born or are you different? Right? Like figure it out. And, and like five-year-olds, oh, coming home and saying, I learned this at school. I must be, uh, I must be the other sex. I must be trapped in the wrong body. Right. That's, that's, that's what really bothers me about the the biggest thing I would say right now, one of the biggest things that bothers me about my old ideology is what it's doing to children. And we're basically experimenting on this young generation. We have no idea what's going to happen in the next few decades. And, and imagine we've already got people who transitioned, who tried to transition medically, who've now gone back to being their biological sex and who are coming out and talking about all the problems and how they wish they hadn't done it. And those people are being silenced by SJWs. They're yeah, being I mean, told you're, to shut up. Yeah, you're right that it's child abuse. Um, and really what they're, I, I mean, if you look broadly at the left, what they what they're trying to do is they they're taking any sort of deviation or aberration or dysfunction and trying to normalize it. So their goal, this is how you tear down, how you tear down society is you normalize dysfunction. So gender dysphoria, I'm not saying it's morally wrong, but it is a dysfunction. There's something dysfunctional about it and you can help people deal with it. And maybe there are healthy ways for them to deal with it and live happy lives and and treat them well. But it's a, it's a dysfunction just as, uh, being mentally challenged and retarded is a dysfunction. Like it's a dysfunction. It's not a, um, it's not a badge. It shouldn't be considered normal. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't try to make it normal. It shouldn't be celebrated. It's, it's a dysfunction that dysfunction that should be dealt with compassionately, but it's still a dysfunction, but they, they are in inevitably, they're just trying to take every kind of thing. That's a dysfunction and normalize it. So I wouldn't be surprised with respect to child abuse if this went beyond gender at some point and it, and it started becoming like, oh, I want my kid to be, you know, have this mental dysfunction and that mental dysfunction. And oh, well, like my kid, you already see some weirdness with like um, abilities, like where you'll see people who like they want their kid to be deaf because they're deaf. Like you've seen some weird stuff like that happen. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of expanded to be even worse where they, they find like, Oh, I have borderline. My, my child should have borderline personality disorder or whatever it is. Um, right. Body positivity. Elva Carroll says, yeah, that's a great one, right? Yeah. It is Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> it's Munchausen by proxy. Absolutely. Um, having cancer will be an identity. Yeah. You people, yeah. Everyone in the chat is, is giving some great examples. This is, exactly what will happen. But body positivity is already probably happening. So, Oh, it is. That, that one is kids. another one that's, that's I think, da- in danger of spreading to children where, and, and now we're not supposed to care about the health of kids and just affirm unhealthy habits because to do otherwise would be to fat shame. It's like 
again, they, they build these false dichotomies. It's like you can talk about healthy weight and you can encourage uh, exercise and eating healthy and without being a jerk who, who is mean to overweight people. Like they, they tell you these just two things, right? Like, oh, you can only, you can only um, go along with us and pretend like uh, being obese is fine and healthy or you're a fat phobe. It's like, no, right. there's <laughs> like, right. like, they do the same thing there. You're a fat phobe or you're with us. No, I am right. not a fat phobe and I'm not with you. Crazies. <laughs> this was the black and white thinking, which was one yeah. of the, the things we read about in Coddling of the American Mind, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Which funny enough, that's a, uh, I know in, in uh, psychology, they call that splitting. And that's a function of there. It's more prevalent in people with um, certain uh, personality or mood disorders. I know like borderline, for example, that's one, it, not that, not that everyone doesn't do this at some point, but borderline people tend to split pretty frequently. You're either good or bad. You know, you're with us or against us. You're, it's like this either or dichotomy. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's been an hour and a half. I have to go to work. All right, you go to work. I'm going to miss you guys. We're taking a week off. Uh, thanks for cheering me up. Seriously. Thanks. This was good. I, I, just, I got on the podcast with Carter before we went live and I was like, Oh, if I can do this, I'm like <laughs> crying. This was very good. Thank you. It was good. Talking. You did. I, I will be, I will uh, be the external witness. You guys did cheer Carrie up. She is much happier. <laughs> She's going to go have a great day at work. I will. And I hope you guys all have a Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah and happy uh, Kwanzaa and whatever, whatever holidays or not holiday Festivus. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. For the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. I, we, you know. Right. Yeah. All right. Ramadan. When's that? Later? That's later. Uh, no, I thought Ramadan already happened, didn't it? It already happened. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to wish people happy Ramadan. I'm going to wish people Merry Christmas. One of um, the best ramadans or ever or festivus okay. uh i was in we never got to talk about tanzania i will talk about it at some point oh I'll yeah just say this i was there for christmas one year well for, and for ramadan and uh i was uh at the end of the trip i was in i was in zanzibar which is the island off the coast of tanzania but it's it's part of the country of tanzania and it's really a high muslim population so during the day everyone was fasting and then at night you could eat and at night there would be these huge just like seafood galore on the beach just like all, everything for the as, as far as your eye could see just like seafood feast music it was so much fun i was like oh i can get down with ramadan you're gonna pick out every night <laughs> anyway um yeah well um don't they do that in some jewish holidays as well i think they fast <clears throat> probably yeah um in christianity they fast sometimes for Lent, right? Uh, you give things up for Lent. I don't know if you fast generally, uh, but I'm not Catholic. That's more of a Catholic thing. Although other Christian denominations do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I will be celebrating. We we call uh, we call the 25th both Christmas and Capitalism Day um, because when I first became an atheist, uh, I wanted to celebrate something that was that I felt was underappreciated. And, uh, and responsible for our plentiful life, the first world life that we have. And capitalism was it because capitalism is private property ownership. That's all it is. It's not cronyism. It's not everything else. And it's the reason that we can 
buy presents and have trees and have heat in our houses and uh, enjoy enjoy the holidays. So I started celebrating Capitalism Day, but then it got a little bit tiring. And so now it's kind of like Christmas slash Capitalism Day. We kind of say Merry Christmas as well. So Merry Christmas to everyone in the chat slash Happy Capitalism Day. Slash um, happy Festivus. Slash Happy Festivus. Thanks for so, subscribing. Uh, what, what's the whole rigmarole? Thanks for subscribing and liking and. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I want. I need to do the the outro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing and liking. Um. Yes, we are. Uh, we're still on YouTube. Oh, Carrie, our sixty minute Merry Christmas. Our sixty minutes interview is back. Uh, oh, that's cool. It's demonetized. Yeah. They never responded to my my protest, but they did re-enable the video, so it's back there. Um. But uh. Yeah, you, please like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can start watching us more on BitChute because, uh, and I, our stuff gets to BitChute, it's just not always there right away. Um, you can start watching us on BitChute because we will eventually be banned from YouTube. You can also go to unsafespace.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, which we don't send, but we will send once we're banned from YouTube and we have to contact people. So um, also, uh, what else? What else should we say? Oh. The shop. Carrie likes it when you buy things. I like it when you buy things. Carter I just like it. it when you buy the unsafe space stuff, which I think is cooler. It's all than, unsafe space stuff. Well, there's the Make Democrats Liberal, Liberal again. again. That's an unsafe space t-shirt. No, no, I know, but it's not like just logoed. Like, it's not just only the brand. Oh, you right? like the just the brand, I see. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like just the branded stuff. Boring. Cause it's, cause um, boring. And I'm boring. <laughs> and, and someone is saying that I should make jokes more. Um... I can't. I'm doing this because I think actually all the stuff we talk about is quite serious. I can try and be fun and I'm just not a Carter's You're listening fun. to the wrong podcast if you want a joker, but Carrie will make you laugh. She's awesome. Carter ranks. He's you're funny in your deadpan way. Somebody's in the chat said they're going to knit you a Santa suit. I will wear a Santa suit if you knit me a Santa suit. <laughs> I might have re I might regret having just said that. Knit him but a Now that I did say it, I will, I will keep my <laughs> Carter joking is like me singing. You should hear me singing, Elba Caro. It's even worse than me joking. Uh, uh, you is, can. There is a YouTube clip of me singing somewhere. Yes. You can hear him singing. Go look on our channel. There's a video. It's in the lighter side section, which is the comment, the funnier stuff. And it's uh, the name of the video is YouTube. I love you, but you're bringing me down. And you, and it's a great video. It's a it's me singing, which is admittedly worse than me joking i i'm not a i'm not like a super serious guy i'm just not like a super frivolous guy so i'll joke around sometimes but carrie is the fun i you know and as alan says i need to stay the straight man i agree with you alan carrie is fun oh, i will be on. the butt of her jokes you were not you fine. were you're here for like a intermittent what do you say intermittent fun <laughs> <laughs> intermittent random uh occasional <laughs> occasional frivolity <laughs> occasional i know i remember you laughed the other day when i said i wasn't into frivolity and that <laughs> that you thought was just horrible uh can you still say straight man no wombat that's why we say straight man you cannot still stay it still say straight man all right okay merry christmas everyone merry we christmas. will see you probably after next week uh so we'll take it next week off love you all really appreciate it by the way it's not the end of the year yet, so I'll say something sappy at the end of the year, but it's been a great year, and you guys have made it a great year, and uh, we're very excited about where Unsafe Space will be and where it has already been. Uh, last year, we had like six followers, so thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you. see you later.